It's now time for Egypt of the World, episode nineteen episode. for all the in between. No, 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 nineteen. Yes, the average age of a soldier in the Vietnam War. Yeah, in yeah. song form. <laughs> this week, ladies and gentlemen, on episode nineteen of Egypt of the World, we have for you the Egypt of hot air ballooning, the Egypt of plastic surgery. The Egypts of accidental Welsh accents. And the Egypts of Hong Kong. And your name is Glenwall. Glenwall. Two ends, I've noticed. Yeah. Second one silent? Uh, yeah, I actually, I've got it down to two. I used to have three, and that was just audacious. Superfluous. <laughs> and I'm also Andrew Maxwell. You are. Two L's. Yeah. Why, yet, why doesn't anybody ever get, pull you up on that? I guess it's tradition. Uh, yeah. Because it's a name named after a thing, a well. And wells have always had two L's. Yeah. I yeah. can't see how it would be different with one L. But there you go. Yeah. You That's don't just, need it. Nobody needs it. You don't need it. I've got enough personality with one L. Yeah. I remember one time I told my dad um, about... Uh, getting when people write me on Facebook and they misspell my name like they can see it written yeah. and, and they yet. still and yet give me a one and Glenn and he was like oh yes that second N that was your mother's idea <laughs> he's just so down the line he's like you don't need to walk around with two N's well, okay well alright mm-hmm. okay I don't get a say We'll give them two and give them three. What the hell? What the heck? <laughs> what, what the heck? Yeah. And that's what this podcast is is mostly about. What the heck have all these Egypts been up to? Yes. Oh, they're everywhere. We, we, me and you, through the week, this is a little bit of backgrounder for people. We, we collate the Egypts through the week, do we not? Yeah. We sift through them. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do. We sift through the Egypts. We pan for them. We pan through for them. the streams of life. Through the through the muck of fools, <laughs> we find the golden Egypts. <laughs> but so we roll up our sleeves. We just get in there with mm. all the other desperados in the Yukon. <laughs> <laughs> we fire up the dredger, and this is what we find for you. But sometimes, like this morning. You just get stuff literally floats into view. I was taking one of my daughters to the airport this morning. Mm. Very early. M25. The M25. The giant circular motorway around London. There's parts of it at certain times of days are always guaranteed to be slightly snookered. Okay? Yeah. So I knew that and I priced that in. And we left even extra earlier. We get there. But before the regular traffic jam, there was another one. I'm like, hello, this is trouble. This means an accident. Yeah. My daughter's about to miss her flight. Right? Accident. Okay? God knows how long this would take to deal with because it was also rush hour. No, it wasn't an accident. It was a hot air balloon in the shape of an elephant. Somebody had decided to float over the busiest motorway in Western Europe in a giant elephant. Why? Um, I don't know. It's summer. 
or maybe they were up all night. I don't know. But the point being is that it shut the entire motorway. Because everybody stopped to look at a massive floating elephant. <laughs> That's the power of the hot air balloon, Glenn. Yeah. That's so Have you ever been strange. up on one? No, I would not. No, I wouldn't enjoy it. It's too much too much wicker, not enough everything else. <laughs> That's <laughs> that's the best bumper sticker I've ever heard. <laughs> that's quite right. I, that's how I feel about it as well. Like, why am I in a picnic hamper <laughs> above the earth? Right? And also, how they sell it. If you've ever seen the advertising, it's meant to be very romantic. Yeah. It's always sold like, what a wonderful place to propose. Yeah. In marriage. A, in a giant elephant. <laughs> Right underneath in the undercroft. Yeah, do you have of an elephant. anything other than the elephant, please? I'm trying to do something. <laughs> I want to get married in something that won't remember everything. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always like, there's always a picture, you know, in that stock photograph, him and her clinking champagne. Yeah. You know what I mean? Super romantic. Oh, I'd have it, to be drunk to be in there. Yes. Oh, yeah. But the crops always out of the shot is the operator. You're never alone. Yeah. It's never just the two of you. Unless You're having something... your romantic moment and then there's Keith. <laughs> it's Keith. It, you know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's in a fleece. It's Keith in a fleece doing the actual... Yeah. I should, I should, for the listeners, that was me doing the sound of... Of the hot hair. And doing the motion of... Yeah, Keith wasn't making lattes. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Darth Vader just having a stroke. <laughs> just... Did, they, did they know Darth Vader could come? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's just... You're in a wicker basket. You, your beloved, and Keith. Yeah. Floating over Kent. I uh, yeah. At dawn. And what do you do if you need the toilet? That's what I want to know. Because I need the toilet a lot. Uh-huh. So what do you do? You're up there for... T- the bookings are two hours. That's too long. So you, you get the bottle of champers into you. You have to get up at dawn to do it. So you've got a caffeine, caffeine champers smashing into each other. Hello. Tinkle time. Yeah. Is it really romantic that your betrothed, she's squatting over a plastic cup? Well, Keith looks the other way. Yeah, but he knows how to look. No, he's, he got, he he's got mirrors set up. He's been doing he's, this a while. He can imagine. Yeah, his iPhone's on, and it's but the camera's dipped out of the back pocket. So he's like, <laughs> oh, let me just look into the distance. He's just, yeah, he's, just he's homing Jeth. Barry, come on. Come on. Come on. He's homing Jethro Tull. <laughs> <laughs> How I'd you, imagine there's a big crossover of prog rock and hot air balloons. Well, I think it sounds like this one escaped from a concert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a bad concert. Oh yeah. <laughs> it didn't it didn't it look It was the one Roger Waters is still allowed to do. <laughs> like, okay, well you can't have the pig anymore because you keep painting a, a goddamn Star of David on the side. Jeez, so Lord. you will have an elephant, sir, and then you will not complain. That's more than you deserve. Yeah. Yeah, he broke my heart. God, I, I, I couldn't think that there would be anything that he could do where I would go, oh, oh no, he's an idiot. But oh. you really... Berlin. 
Yeah. Starve David on a pig. Yeah. Oi. Yeah. Rubbish. I don't know. How and you, it's not that know. good though. I there was weird. It was where I live, which we're in right now. Uh, there are some rich people live down the road, but they're almost never there. But two days ago, they showed up and had a party of rich older men's party, and they, it that what they turns out what they like music wise, is a lot of Pink Floyd. Okay. Right. That's they not went, unusual. Yeah, if only. Yeah, but it wasn't. I went down there to see where this cacophony of Pink Floyd was coming from. And there was a good 50 of them. And they all looked like the fourth man from Top Gear. <laughs> Every one of them had, you know what I mean? A wispy but still strangely long barnet. And see, you could tell a very expensive but fucking awful leather jacket. Yeah. They all, they, it, it just, it was like, it was like a herd of Richard Hammonds. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Ironed jeans. Iron jeans, thank you. Yeah. Bit of cowboy boot there. <laughs> you know what I mean? That has never, ever seen a farm. No, Jesus, no. <laughs> there was a lot, you could tell, I couldn't uh, overhear because they were very much nattering at each other. Mm. But it, you could you could sense there was a lot of talking about you know like, I'm an MG owner for my sins, <laughs> opening up the throttle, really letting her go. <laughs> that's our carry on, and that's what you know for me. That's Pink Floyd. Oh yeah, I and you wonder what you know because Pink Floyd that used to be like the joke that you that's how you ended the party. You put on. Pink Floyd and people would go home. How do these guys end their party? Like, oh God, who put on Bruno Mars? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> guys, <laughs> who wants to listen to some classic rock back at my shape pad? <laughs> they all Down are. in the man cave. <laughs> I mean, I'm jealous. I mean, who wouldn't want to be that? <coughs> Actually, yeah, and yeah, as yeah. we see from the man cave. Yeah, we'd all love to. I'd love to have a floating man cave. Yeah, you know, like up. Yeah. Well, as you get older, it starts to float a bit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're floating. Maybe it's all the the prescriptions the doctor has given you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started on that. I'll sound like that fucking Pink Floyd party. <laughs> Now listen, I've, what an opening Egypt story we have for you. And this is all about aging wealthily <laughs> and disgracefully. Yeah. And and a joy as well. Like, I mean. Oh, yeah. Well, he would have, I think he probably would have enjoyed that Pink Floyd party now that I think about it. He, he would have fit right in there. Simon Cowell. Uh, but, and I mean, and it's not just... It's not just Simon Cowell. I don't know if you've been on the internet uh, or heard the news. I think we'll all remember where we were when we found this out. But um, Simon Cowell is now out of Listerine. I repeat, Simon Simon Cowell at 6.37 a.m. this morning. is in the kitchen uh, I repeat for any of the military services out there the clown, the clown is, is in, in the, the kitchen. kitchen 
I'll just say it, Simon Cowell. Has run out of original UK Listerine. (laughs) (laughs) Pull the tarpaulin off the weapons. It's time to resist. (laughs) Fight back, gentlemen. We have these treaties in place for reasons. It is war. So, so weird. Yeah. Out of the blue, Simon Cowell. Shows up on. I think it was originally TikTok in itself, which is. If you if you've seen the video, I have, I have, and he's he's. But it's it's not just an announcement; it's a plea. He's, but it's not that. It's also a it's it's a tiny vignette, because it starts off with him in the sink washing his mouth, and then turning around like, oh hello, yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's a there's a touch of. Touch of the Simpsons about it. You know? <laughs> well, he couldn't have done it in front of a roaring fire in Italy. <laughs> like a kimono. Oh, you again. You might know me from <laughs> from such Listerine begging ads as... So weird, but I hadn't. Look, I never, you know, this... You know, I never really was followed Simon Cowell's world no. too closely. But I guess I've seen him every couple of years through the years, but I haven't seen him in a couple of years. And geez, Louise. And you, you arguably haven't seen him now. He's <laughs> <laughs> so substantially changed. Crikey. He makes Madonna look normal. Yeah, very much so. And if you're trying to get Listerine to make a product, I I don't think he's a very good advertisement for it. If like Listerine, oh. like if it's like, why did you stop making it? Well, people's heads appeared to be melting when they <laughs> used too much of it. <laughs> like, like if you had a if you had a like a, a thing that went into people's heads, like you wouldn't get Simon Cowell to like I'm no. Simon Cowell for Listerine. I had yeah, I had no idea up to this moment that Listerine was a bombing fluid. <laughs> Wealthy corpse begs for <laughs> embalming fluid. But you see, the, 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 it, it sorted out a lot for me. Because I, I enjoy that, that brand of Listerine. I like it. It's like, um, it's like the old days. It's like, like, uh, like tough times. That's right. You know, with it, old schooly, yeah, tastes no bad. Mint, yeah, none of this palatability. Yeah, your breath smells different. It's still bad, but it's now like bad mm. medicine. Well, <laughs> you know? if it's good for coins, it's good for your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it's just diluted brasso. <laughs> <laughs> Such an odd ad, but God love him, Jesus, I haven't seen Cowell in years. No. I I plan to get old disgracefully. I don't want to look young when I'm old. No, and see, but you don't anyway. No, I mean he just looks other. He looks like he's falling from a great height. <laughs> yeah, but which way up? <laughs> no, it's like he's trapped. <laughs> he it's looks like... like he came through a black hole to get there. <laughs> <laughs> He looks like gravity's getting at him from every angle. <laughs> His head's so tight, he looks like he could talk backwards if he had to. <laughs> he looks like he's drooping in every direction. 
And do, like, do they? What's and, the appeal? Yeah, and but do they get surgery on their weird old dicks too? Because that's something you like. As you get older, your penis is fucking ugly. And what's the point of having a face like that? And then you're still yanking out an old guy cock. <laughs> Who knows what they do? <laughs> what must these people do to their ball bags? I know. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Seriously. What do they do to their ball bags if they do that to their heads? Like, <laughs> they comb it over and staple it to their, <laughs> to their thigh. <laughs> Ridiculous. He's got weird lips now and yeah. funny, funnily tight all over. I know. What's wrong know. with looking at, you know? Well, I think he's had some implants in his chest too. Oh, he's so. got the lot done. I, I, was, I was only speaking to somebody recently about this. Did you know that John DeLorean, he of the DeLorean car fame, mm-hmm. uh, there was a Netflix documentary about him. And he was this silver fox jutting jawed, handsome, silver fox American dude yeah. who made his fortune in... Time travel. If only, <laughs> then he wouldn't have had to do what the hell he did to himself. Because <laughs> he was in, he was the one who invented the muscle car. Yeah. Basically a discount sports car yeah. for working class America. And he made his fortune there in Detroit. He was the whiz kid. And this is what he did next. He built the Back to the Future car. Yeah. In 1980s... Troubles Belfast. Yeah. Uh, but incredible. Like it was the workforce was 50 50 Protestant Catholic. It was, and it was. It sucks was, if somebody dies because then you have to fire somebody else. <laughs> I'm sorry, John, but we've had a Catholic die so, on the other plant. I think you understand. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's no way we can have a Graham and a Connor. So that's a wee balancing issue we got here. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it, it, it turns out in the documentary he had a fake chin wow his his jutting alpha male chin was completely fake wow so he had like basically a man boob on his face <laughs> and once you see it he can't not see it yeah yeah well I'll look into that I, I've, I've never noticed that before but anything, what would you get done if you had to get something done to yourself? Liposuction. Would you? Yeah. What would you get done? Uh, all the fat out of my dick. It just hurts. It just hurts, people. It just, <laughs> just hurts. <laughs> this one. <laughs> I, I, they have to reschedule parades because of it. <laughs> no, I'd get my belly sucked down. Would you? Yeah. And what would you do with the uh, the fat? Would no, you keep make it? Make a snowball out of it and throw it at you when you weren't looking. You know, <laughs> I knew that was going to be the answer. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'd miss, and it'd be all weird. You're looking at it on the lawn, like, did you throw a fat ball at? No. Well, all my life when I was young, growing up, I felt very uh, self conscious <laughs> about my Roman nose. Because very few people have one anymore. Yeah. People used to have my nose a lot. Mm. Could you not get it shaved down and add it to the bottom of your feet? (laughs) (laughs) Of all 19 episodes of Andrew Maxwell's A Small Man jokes, you've come out of it. (laughs) Fucking oddest one yet. 
nose cartilage <laughs> under a foot. <laughs> I'm very proud of that one. Be proud of what you have, Clay. <laughs> with, your, with your fat snowballs. Um, yeah. Yeah, and once you did it, then I would get my belly fat added to the bottom of my feet. And you're, yeah, you're still short. <laughs> but you know what I mean? There's still, like, there isn't any, there's very few <laughs> big-nosed men anymore. If you think about, like, the Stones. Yeah. The Beatles. All the six, you, you know what I mean? Rod Stewart. They all have big noses. Mm. Have you noticed that? Nobody's got a big schnoz anymore. No, I think I just assumed, because their noses are significantly bigger now that they're old too. They have those growing beaks. Um, oh, this 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 thing's not stopping like. <laughs> In the bath. <laughs> oh yeah, if I swim on my back, I can clear a beach. <laughs> so you get you get something off your gut. Yeah, I think you know. I have, uh, I actually, you know, the, in Hollywood, they all get their nose, all the girls, all the rich girls get their, and in Iran as well, they get their nose done. Wow. Iran has the, is the number one rhinoplasty capital of the world. It's such a, why, why do they call it that? Rhinoplasty. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not getting our horns shaved off. <laughs> like trying to seek help. I feel like... I feel my nose is too large, doctor. Is there anything? You need rhinoplasty. Okay, well, why don't you just, just tell me where to go? There's a problem with you. <laughs> Nobody will marry you. look like a rhino. <laughs> <laughs> really, doctor? A rhino. That's what you look like. Yeah. You're the Calabasas rhino. You're an embarrassment of the wealthy end of the valley. <laughs> but I actually have a deviated septum. Like, that's always the excuse. I didn't mean to get a rhinoplasty, but I have a deviated septum. I actually yeah. have one. Yeah. I have... My nose is completely bent over one side from uh, diving into a swimming pool in Australia, head first, at the wrong end. Wow. Naked. Is that a rule in Australia? Like the deep ends or the, sh the shallow ends and the shallow ends? It's all on the other side over there. Do you want the passport or not, mate? <laughs> you want to join the lucky country or not, mate? <laughs> it seems quite shallow. Welcome to Australia. <laughs> it's called evaporation, son. <laughs> I, I was years ago, I was actually out in Hollywood. I was making this daytime TV show out there called Rise. It was it was the show that took over from uh, The Big Breakfast, okay. Channel 4. And I used to interview Hollywood movie stars. The junket yeah. things. You know the junket things you'll all yeah, see? Yeah. When there's, they have sit in the chair and there's the poster of the movie behind. They're always weirdly lit. Slightly brown setting. Yeah. And not saying anything like about like saying about as much as a star striker would in an interview after a game. That's right, absolutely nothing. They you get when you do those interviews, you get two and a half minutes with them, and they have to do like all day. Yeah, two hundred of these. Don't interviews. mention their family, politics. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And. 
I t- I'd done a batch of them and afterwards I'd gone out. This was way before Me Too and Harvey Weinstein came out as was exposed for the monster that he was. But I'd been out there with the producer, who was an English dude who was lived out there, and uh, him and his friend took me down to the beach. We had a day off, went down to Santa Monica, and we were talking about plastic surgery. He was living out there, and, and just the whole culture of plastic surgery. And I remember it was the first time anybody had introduced me to the idea that I had never even heard of it. I'm hardly a shrinking violet of a man, but I'd never heard at the time of. Anal bleaching. <laughs> right? No. Right? Have you heard of this? Yeah. 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 But yeah. Well, they, you dye your bum hole a more palatable, lighter shade. Yeah, that's just false advertising. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Unless you do significant other things to my butt, it's not the color of it that's the... <laughs> I don't even know. I could have a paisley bumhole and not know. I've never, ever looked at my bumhole. Ever. By paisley, you don't mean the down-at-heel suburb of Glasgow. No, I mean... You don't mean the airport neighbourhood of Glasgow. The religious leader. That's a paisley bumhole. (laughs) See that fucker got a paisley bumhole. (laughs) My bumhole says no. (laughs) And Ian pays the bumhole. Yeah. I'd like to believe that all bumholes say no. As it happens that the Reverend Dr. Ian Paisley campaigned for many years that all bumholes would say no. <laughs> you mean a Paisley patterned bumhole? That's what I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. God, I haven't seen a Paisley pattern in a while. And never on a bumhole. Well, get get ready, buddy. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's the age of Aquarius. <laughs> For the record, Mister Wool has stood up and exposed his hippie bumhole. <laughs> the hell are we talking about? Anyway, it's a brilliant quote that I want to tell you. So I'm there on the beach, and and this guy who was super nice who take me to the beach. I told me this. I was like genuinely flabbergasted. I'm like, why would anybody need to dye the colour of their bumhole? And the quote he said to me, which is always wrote, any time the word Hollywood comes up, I always think of this. He went, because in Hollywood, a lot of people are going to see your arsehole. There is no business I show business I no business I know. Wow. Close that door. I'm going to do my thing. Yeah. That's disgusting. Until later that day, you find out that guy just loves mooning people from the limo. Yeah. Well, if you're, I mean, if it was, you know, the classic Hollywood bumhole, if that's, you know, because... Over the years, we've both be, worked in the West End of London on the weekend. We've all been mooned by men from Essex <laughs> <laughs> out of limousines. <laughs> we've been around. <laughs> Bog standard fish and chips bumhole. <laughs> I don't want to see your Billericay bumhole. <laughs> I want to see a Hollywood bumhole yeah, from a helicopter. <laughs> Greatest goddamn bumholes on the planet. The Hollywood bumholes. Yeah. But it's sad. It's sad when you see one of the great 
legends of, you know, uh, Hollywood beauty. Like when they go all surgery and yeah. absolutely snooker it all. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Beauty's from the inside, Mr. Wall. I think you'll agree. Well, I, I mean, also, he, obviously, you start off with a beautiful woman on the outside, but she's got to be beautiful on the inside. Yeah, and I think uh, laughter lines and, and lines on people's faces, uh, it's usually based on their smile. And, and that's, that's right. quite nice, you know. If you, yeah, And I could see if you've been a grump, you know, why you'd want to change that. But if you, you try and you, fake your grump. Yeah, yeah. You try to drag your face up through surgery <laughs> yeah. to make you look like slide you know. your grump to the back of your head and staple it together, <laughs> and then everybody's just like, "Well, I don't know what mood this lady's been in for the past thirty years." But it wasn't laughter. No, no, she like, looks like she's about to go into hyperdrive or something. <laughs> like Hedy Lamarr. Now there was a woman that was so beautiful. She was the. Uh, she was. What Snow White was based on. Oh, right. She was ravishing. Yes, she was. She was beautiful. But then later in life, she absolutely despoiled herself by looking like a, you know, me, you know, surgery clown. Oh, right. I didn't Sad. realize that. Sad. Shame. It's a yeah. shame. What I'm saying, just let it, you know what I mean? Let it all hang out. Who's I, it for? I mean, men don't notice. Yeah, we're not the pickiest. Uh, yeah, you know, so who's it for? Like... Yeah. It's for the mirror, isn't it? It's probably something sad on the inside. Yeah, it's making like... a Snow White. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Oh, yeah. Look, go. it's all, it's all come to fruition now. That said, we wouldn't be able to do this podcast without Hedy Lamarr. Did you know that? Yes, she invented um, podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> she invented stand-up, middle-aged stand-up comedy midlife crises. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be there with her little neon sign. <laughs> her four stand-up friends who aren't very funny, but make her look funny. So. <laughs> uh, Guys, did you get vaccinated? Were you one of the fucking idiots who got... No, we didn't get vaccinated. <laughs> Here's five bald guys who were too stoned to be around a microphone. <laughs> I used to do kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> well then, let's discuss <coughs> macrobiology. Yeah, yeah, and my car is loud. My car is loud. That's what I okay. <laughs> was Wi Fi? Yes, yes, that's she what did. she she was. Whatever she did led to Wi Fi. Yeah, yeah, instrumental um, in. Uh, she, Jesus, that would be enough, wouldn't it? You were beautiful when you were young and you, in, you helped invent Wi-Fi. Mm. That's what we're saying. Simon, it's not too late. Invent something that people actually fucking need. <laughs> Rather than the god-awful fucking factory pop. Simon Cowell flavoured Listerine. I worked on it all. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> the but best I can do. But it is heartwarming in a weird way from, from the cheap seats that we live in that there's a bit uh, you know a media billionaire you can't you can't have everything no no Simon no sorry me old flower you're yeah. good you're just gonna have to have a shit old mouthwash in your yacht yeah <laughs> sorry buddy <laughs> nobody gets everything no you don't nope there we go Thank <laughs> you.
What else is going on? What else has happened in the stupid world? Ah, this, Eddie Ball uh, Regis first. Yes. Well, you brought this one forward, and you'll know, the, the listeners at home will know why, because um, it's uh, you You haven't quite done an accent yet. So, um, <laughs> I've been, ch- you know, you can tell I've been chomping at the bit. Oh, I know. I know. I would have told him, but I completely forgot what Simon Gale sounds like. <laughs> Uh, this is a woman, uh, in Cambridgeshire, I believe. Uh, she woke up in England, in England with a Welsh accent. She's got like a problem, like a, like a medical, a mental problem. She's not just like Welsh. (laughs) Yeah. We're not saying Welsh is a medical problem. Maybe it is. Maybe that's where they get more Welsh people from. They just wake up in other parts of the world and go, well, I sound very strange. Jesus oh, Christ, I don't know how I'm going to pass this off. <laughs> I'm in Kinshasa. <laughs> I'm in the capital of the Democratic Republic of Congo. <laughs> I was ever anybody going to understand me. Yeah. <laughs> I have a strange desire. I have a need for coal. I just need it. I need to go into a mountain and get some coal, and then I want to sing, and then I want to take some cheap steroids and some cocaine. What I really want to do is find 40 other men who are also retired, (laughs) stick a couple of dicky bows on us, just really sing some hymns. (laughs) (laughs) Not like that. But I can't because, you know, I'm uh, a warlord in the Congo. Everybody's expect me to organise next time we're going to do a raid against the other, you know, warlords and that. Try and take control of, you know, the coal tan mine. Yeah. But I don't want to. I want to watch the rugby. I want to watch the rugby. (laughs) We've got a couple of warm-up games we've got a World Cup. Tommy's out on tour again. I want to see Tommy. (laughs) You know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't really want to do all that, you know, recruiting <laughs> child soldiers and that. It's, it gets so samey. Right, exactly. Everybody else is like that. Come on, you're the chief of the warlords. and like, You know, why don't we just have some cheese on toast? Yeah. Let's go down to Chip Alley. Oh, God, I love Chip Alley. God, I love the Welsh. Yeah, if you've never been to uh, Cardiff, this is for the listeners at home. There's a place oh, in it so called uh, Chip Alley, and Wait. it's where they all go to feed on Saturday night after they've drank more liquor than you would think anybody could consume, and it just becomes this slippery mess of like chips that have been dropped or lost, yeah. and it just it, it creates like a a, a crust on the ground. Well, not a crust, like a like a like an icing mm. of just starch and and canola oil and people. Well, they they always very they they'll always organise a fight. That's what I like about the Welsh. You know, there's it's it's an it's a tight alleyway. At either end, there's gatherings. Yeah. Somebody's gone in there to get the chips, and then the rest of them are waiting out there. I remember being one time. Myself and I come out too long ago, but it was a, a team of us comedians. Somebody got in to get the chips, and this guy came up to me and "Excuse me, lads, are you are you waiting for the chips or the fight?" <laughs> uh, uh, oh no, we're waiting for the chips. 
all right, all right. And he just wandered around the groups just seeing who would like to have yeah. a fight. Yeah. Wow. And any takers? Of course. It's Cardiff, <laughs> fucking Cardiff at two in the morning. Of course there is. <laughs> you know, if people in the Congo are sounding Welsh, you know, there's warlords in Cardiff. Just me. You can believe that. Yeah. Well, you were in the right area to stay out of the fight because they can't actually fight on the chip the the, the potato crust no no that's thing. yeah i've seen them fall over just out of nowhere and just slip oh no it's slippy it's, yeah it's 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 almost like nature devised a way hmm. <laughs> okay well they can't fight here because it's impossible that's to right. fight if you it's can't no man's them. land <laughs> <laughs> switzerland of starch Switzerland of starch. <laughs> That's how you sell whales. Yeah. The Switzerland of starch. So what's the science behind why, do they know why she started speaking Welsh? And more importantly, is it a shite Welsh accent? Well, it's... Does said, she think she sounds Welsh? Well, she even admitted that it started out, she woke up and she had more of a German accent and then it switched to Welsh and I was like, well, that happens to me every episode. So... <laughs> <laughs> Do I have a condition? <laughs> well, I think I might be Welsh. <laughs> yeah, my accent work is shocking at best, but uh, <laughs> so I don't think she has that big of a problem. But yeah, she, um, she uh, it's and it's um, it is it is a condition. Um, although it's one of those conditions that it's just like um, foreign accent condition. So it's like, well, no doctors put his name on this, so we don't yeah. know yet. Okay. Is this Dr. Phil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody. It was first identified on Hedy Lamar's podcast <laughs> with the Truth Team, the Truth Corps. <laughs> I got a loud car, and that accent thing's real because I, I, yeah, I, I read a thing. I got uh, hit by a car once. <laughs> uh, the car wasn't vaccinated, so <laughs> that's why I live. <laughs> <laughs> I can recommend if you're going to get hit by a Buick, make sure it's not vaccinated. <laughs> make sure those doctors, you know who I'm talking about, yeah. haven't got to your motor. Yeah, you got to get your gas from the right place. You can't, you can't get, you know, shell. Uh-uh. 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 I know who owns that. <laughs> I Googled it. <laughs> Shell's owned by those people. Uh-huh. You need to get your... You're gasoline from mobile. They're real guys. <laughs> well, is she still Welsh or is it past? Um, yeah, I think she is. But and and this is the weird well, part. It's not, it's not a bad accent to have. Like, I mean, no, I'm... but she's taking time off work, and I don't think that's so, you can't like like, like Welsh people in Cambridge don't, they don't, don't have to go into work. <laughs> <laughs> Welsh people don't take time off work. No. They haven't got a job. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> Not since Unfair. Yeah. Unfair. Yeah. Unfair. Not oh, true. In you fact, are going to get such a roasting next time somebody from a call center <laughs> calls you. Flesh people never get offended. That's what's wonderful about them. Yeah. I've never... Have you ever had, in all the years of people giving you their fucking feedback online, ever Welsh? No. Never. No. Never, mate. No, and I do, I do love going there. I call them little Canadians. Um, they are very, very Canadian. Yeah, it's true. 
They they remind me. It it's not like they're a little Canada. They're a huge small town in Canada. So they're actually big, big, big small Canadians. Yes, it's I like do, the I do biggest fucking you. Prince George you could imagine in your yeah. mind. Yeah, they yeah. never get offended. No, they're what they're. Well, you can go anywhere in Wales. You go on stage and you go, it's shit here. Right off the bat, rip the piss out of them. Opening ten minutes, and they're like, well, fair enough. Honestly, he's pretty well observed, really. Yeah, yeah, and they're Couldn't big city. Like, the, like Cardiff is a big city, but it's, well, it's not, a big it boom and a booming city. Yeah, yeah it doesn't. Uh, the people there don't feel like like big city swingers, you know. They're yeah, like, yeah, they're they're not like you. Better fucking believe they were pretty amazing. They're not. They don't feel the need to list all the shit they're fucking. Thing. No, no, and, and what I've always found about the Welsh is they they know what they like and they like it, and they don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you know. jeans, cowboy boots, <laughs> stereophonics <laughs> as a yeah. first song at a wedding. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, I got all the time. Uh, in the stereophonics world on this weekend. Yeah, every weekend. <laughs> every bloody weekend. That's why they built that big stadium. <laughs> <laughs> the stereophonic dome. Oh fuck! I've been in that stadium so many times for rugby. When they close the roof on it. It just becomes a giant school gym. It just smells of feet instantly. <laughs> 80,000. Welsh fart bubble. Welcome to it. Right. Okay. Maybe less leaks before the big game. All right. <laughs> well, I would say that it's not a condition. You're lucky. I mean, there's nothing against a Fendland accent of greater Cambridgeshire. But I mean, it's, you know. I mean, it's, it sounds like everywhere else in the southeast. Yeah. You know, there's nothing unique about a Cambridgeshire accent. No, no. And, and definitely Whereas, not. you know. Yeah. You'd be better off being Welsh. You wouldn't be allowed to go to Wales and not come into work because you had a Cambridge accent. They'd <laughs> 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 put the guy bash on that right away. <laughs> there's something wrong with Derek. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with him. He came in and he sounded like a middle manager. <laughs> You know what's a tire factory, you know that. Where the fuck did he get a bicycle from? Who <laughs> wants a tire factory, you know that. That's what I'm doing here, Derek. <laughs> you sound like you're from Price Warhouse Cooper. International, you know, accountancy firm. <laughs> well, good luck to the Welsh. Yeah, and good luck to the lady too. I'm sure she's needs Enjoy it, enjoy it. Yeah, lean into it. Enjoy this moment in your life of being Welsh. Yeah, there's a probably national celebrations you can take part in. There is? Yeah. Just pin a leak to your jacket. That's what they do on Wales Day. On Wales Day. They pin, they pin leaks to themselves. Good for like them. The, the, like a, a smaller like, one. Like a, Because a leak's quite large. Yeah, but I mean... Like, not a real one. No, but like a, not like a leak, like leaky pipe, like a leak, the plant. Yes, but even yeah. that, it's still a significant plant. Like, Yeah, yeah, they do that. You know what I mean? It's not like you, you can it's, have a sprig of shamrock. Yeah. And, but, but you can't have a sprig of leak. It's, it's like... It's weird, though. It's like, well, this is how we identify ourselves to the other Welsh people. I'm like, they'll, they'll know. <laughs> you are the only people in the world who talk like that. You don't, just except one lady in Cambridge who now can't go to work. <laughs> Won't go to work. <laughs> she is very Welsh, actually. 
Maybe that's what I can't she talk. just has no will to work now. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret, you seem to have stay, taken up vaping. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Read my neck tattoo. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I was like, Fuck off. You know, if I support the dragons, if I want to support the dragons, the shit this season, they'll come back. They'll come back. Well, that's the Welsh, and hooray for the Welsh. What else is going on in the world? Well, Hong Kong has, uh, has put themselves forward. To, yeah. Um, what's what have what have they been doing the old Hong Kongers? Well, they ha- they have a problem with uh, people smoking in public, which is I think is almost uh, quaint. Like <laughs> people really aren't doing that very much anymore. But they've now tried to um, pass. I don't think it's a law, but they're trying to get other people in Hong Kong to stare menacingly and judgingly at smokers in a hoped. To shame them into quitting smoking. Well, we've both been to Hong Kong. There's an awful lot of menacing staring anyway. Exactly. (laughs) How do you know? (laughs) There's a lot of staring in Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Double-decker buses, that's good. you're not allowed to talk. (laughs) Stay away, then. There's a microphone in that pot plant right there. So, yeah, they have to do everything via just, like, stairs and little subtle... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's it. They're just ordering people to stare people out of smoking. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It just seemed, I don't know, it struck me as odd. You'd think they'd have bigger problems, too. Like, they're yeah. trying to, China's trying to quell democracy. Trying to crush yeah. them. Yeah. Their independent spirit. Is that what the police did at the riots? Just, <laughs> just stare just at them. Just down. Well, for some, well the, the rioters. Bring in Clint Eastwood. The rioters showed up with uh, umbrellas, and it seemed to have <laughs> <laughs> fox the cops. Yeah. Have you ever been to, you know, Lan Kwai Fong? Is, I'm sure you have. You've been out. You, you yeah. know, have you ever had a beer after the shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, know there's that weird about. street. So, yeah. if you've never it been It looks a, like Star Wars almost. Yeah, it's, got it's, that it's Caucasian of. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> you know the way, in every large and decent quality uh, Western city, there's a Chinatown. Yeah. Well, in Hong Kong, for our listeners, there is a Whiteman town. Mm. where white men can uh, watch white men sport and drink an enormous amount of beer, but the, they've just packed it all into one road called Lan Kwai Fong, which is on a hill. And there's like, what, 10, 20 bars? Yeah. They're just sports bars. There's no, it's, not, it's not a red lighty district. It's not sleazy. But it's there's a German bar, there's an Irish bar, an Aussie bar, a yeah. British Bulldog bar, there's a Canadian bar. And they're all literally... Door to door, aren't they? <laughs> in this tiny neighbourhood. And at the very top of the road, you can walk up some steps and there it's almost like a cliff you can look down onto the scene. And on the weekend, particularly during the Rugby Sevens, Hong Kong Rugby Sevens, where there's rugby fans from all over the world there, just absolutely hammered. Extraordinary drinking festival. And one woman from Cambridge. <laughs> and one... <laughs> my name's Linda. 
<laughs> I don't really think you're one of us. <laughs> no, really, I'm from Cambridge. <laughs> Gets arrested by the authorities. <laughs> well, that's the worst cover story I've ever seen. <laughs> Who are you, really? <laughs> I'm a researcher in life sciences. I'm actually, you know, quite high up in the game. <laughs> no, please. There's no need for that. <laughs> None of us are who we say we are. <laughs> exactly. Not in Hong Kong. Yeah. Or Kong Hong, as we like to call them. Ah, uh, well, Phil, remember that? That was he used to call the uh, the, the English bankers and in, uh, in uh, failed in London. Try Hong Kong. Oh, really? And that's why they were all referred to as filth. I see. Yeah. I could believe that. Yeah, oh, like, well, yeah well, we've both been to Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can well believe that. Yep. <laughs> this one time it was uh, Ruby Sevens and it was all absolute mayhem in Lang Kwai Fong. And like I said, there's, you, you got to the top of it. It's on a very slant, which is quite good because all the filth rolls down the hill. Ah, right? But, well, well done. Well done. <laughs> well designed. Well played, my Chinese chans. <laughs> Very good. Very good. You know us only too well. Here's the keys. Keep it democratic. Hip, hip. Don't just run the clock down either. We'll we'll notice that. Well, no. Well, no. I mean, there's been absolutely nothing we can do about it. But you walk these steps and then you sort of viewpoint over the road, right? And there were some uh, Hong Kong cops up there watching this madness. And I, I just decided to go up there and take a picture. And over there, with the, uh, got chatting to these four cops. And they were watching the scene. And it's like, nobody's being violent, but it's very rambunctious, if that yeah. makes sense. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's just one notch down from violence. Yeah. It's loud. It's an Oasis concert. Yeah, there's a lot of arm punching. There's nut punchers. That uh, pri- the privately yeah. educated drunken nut punchers. <laughs> Is that the name of their gang? <laughs> it's the name of their band. It <laughs> <laughs> would do mostly Oasis covers. Yeah. Well, it was actually the ri- original name of Muse. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised. <laughs> I could easily believe that. And they were, <laughs> I'm up there and I'm just chatting away to him and going, God, this is, you've got this absolutely lined up perfectly. You've got them all in one road. And they were like, yep. And he goes, if it kicks off and they start riding, what do you do? And they went, we stay up here with you. <laughs> <laughs> we just turn off the taps, close the bars and let gravity do its job. <laughs> do you know how hard they'd have to throw a plastic chair for it to get up here? <laughs> We let gravity deal with it. It's a, it's a long form of time. That's how the Chinese see the world. Over over millennia, not centuries. Yeah. Well, this riot will be all right in a couple of years' time. The centrifugal force of our planet will drag these bankers down to the docks. Lieutenant Centrifuge. <laughs> Do your work. Yeah, well, I could see that. I could see how the Hong Kong authorities think they could just stare people out of smoking. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's quite addictive, but... 
Must what, see. staring? It yeah. is. And judging. <laughs> Judging's very addictive, isn't it? Do you judge people? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Very. I think I... I judge people. Now that I'm a parent, I could probably be one of those Hong Kong starers. I oh. The cigarettes, you know, like, get them out. Get that away from you me. smoke around my child. Family. I judge you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Ooh, you got a good judge face there. Oh, yeah. That was pretty judgy. <laughs> Never really seen you in that light before. Well, light up a cigarette. Yeah? You want to see mm. it again? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you No, don't. because they, they cost too much. <laughs> but I'll confiscate some off a homeless man. <laughs> and then I'll smoke them. Making it sound like it was his job. <laughs> I've been a homeless man for uh, <laughs> three seasons. <laughs> <laughs> seasons? Yeah. You would. That's how you'd count your life if you were homeless, man. By a season, I would. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. That was one of the creepiest things I've ever heard. Uh, my buddy, he worked in a, a bicycle shop when he was a teenager. And uh, he said that there used to be a guy that used to come in sort of like, uh, he wasn't he wasn't homeless, but he was sort of like, just always on the street in our small town and was sort right. of like... He was a kick-around merchant. Mm. He was about. He was out and about. Yeah, and he came in uh, to the bike shop regularly and um, at one point uh, he, he claimed that he had been um, tracking the Green River, the Green River Killer which was a, like a serial Famous killer. serial killer. Yeah, yeah, but um, not that far away from... White Rock, he's a, because uh, I've been tracking the Green River Killer for uh, 17 seasons now. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which is uh, four years in a season. <laughs> well, uh, who knows? Like, he might mean, like, like hockey seasons. <laughs> <laughs> you mean sitcom seasons? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you mean before... <laughs> Before Rachel got with, <laughs> yeah, ever since Rachel left Ross, was this fucking Green River killer is one step ahead. Anybody else notice, ugly naked guy? <laughs> There's no killings when he's in the show. The minute Rachel got her hair cut, the killings began. Wow. Well, I hope we caught him. Because I'm against serial somebody killers. Somebody did. Somebody did. I think they know who the Green River Killer oh, is. Well, they keep catching him now. They got another one mm. out in Long Island. I think we talked another about... Green River Killer. That would bother me if you were like after... two. Yeah. yeah. No, another one. An architect. Oh. A pillar of the community. Well, yeah. how many did he get? A lot. He'd be murdering an awful lot of people. And they got the bastard through DNA. Really? Yeah, they got him good as well. He threw, he ate something, threw it in the bin, but they'd been watching him. Got the DNA off what he threw in the bin. Got wow. the bastard. Got him good. Well, good yeah, for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a shame they couldn't have got the fucker first. Anyway, I don't like serial killers, and neither do you. And the no. more of those bastards we can lock up, the better. Yeah, I think everybody's kind of across the board on that. <laughs> you'd, like, you'd like to think so. <laughs> yeah. But Except sadly, Hedy Lamar and her Truth Corps—they're not serial killers. Okay, you know, it's freedom of physical speech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Constitution allows me to the right to bear grudges. 
must be good though, like putting the cuffs on one of those fucking. Oh dogs. yeah, oh. yeah. Got you, you motherfucker. Especially all of like, like being a police officer is so hard, and like the amount of people that are just dicks to you all the time just because they got this some fucking and everything there's a lot of shades of grey in in all the world except yeah. like a monster yeah Actually, exactly that's whoa. what I'm trying to say like you know like you, even if you stop from someone from speeding they're like you fucking asshole you know and it's like well I just I didn't want you to speed and get an accident no you fucking get the hell out of here yeah. But yeah, yeah, everybody's happy when you get the serial killer. <laughs> yeah. You guys can march in the parade again. We're, we're happy with <laughs> you. Put your little white gloves on. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the parade again. So, <laughs> cops. Yeah. Yeah. So many. They got them. It seemed to be in some actual old school detective work rather than. Rather than how most <laughs> killers are caught yeah. now and. Because your second cousin wanted to find out how Swedish you were. <laughs> Mother said that we were one-eighth Norwegian. So I swabbed the inside of my mouth, and now our cousin <coughs> Keith is in prison. Yeah, now Norway wants nothing to do with us. Norway's asked for our name back. <laughs> well, hooray for them. Hooray, hurrah. Well, there you go. There's another week of Egypts. Yeah. Here's here's some honourable mentions I would like to read out of, of Egypts that we didn't get around to talking about. <laughs> yeah. And don't let it discourage you. You didn't make it. We're, we're telling you who you are just so you can try and up your game. Maybe you make the show. Pig tempted out of ditch with Turkish delight. <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> Scientist in remote... Antarctic outpost stabs colleague who told him endings of books he was reading. Oh, you would. You'd fucking shank that bastard. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, the, the police would have a tough job arresting him. That would be the other side of the serial killer. <laughs> oh, we might have to come back to this maybe next week. This is too good. Singer divorces devilishly handsome ghost of a Victorian soldier after less than a year. Well, I don't want to step on this woman's pain. So obviously, she's going through a hard time right now. She, I think she's just been divorced from her ghost, Andrew. It's time to love one another. <laughs> a lot of women have had men walk out on them, but not through the wall. Yeah, we might have to. Uh, we might have to talk about her next week. <laughs> I, think, I think we. Do you know what? In all 19 episodes of Egypt of the World, I don't think we've discussed the supernatural anywhere near enough. No, I don't think so. Listen either. out next week, friends. Maybe we'll do a whole episode. Oh. Who knows? Who knows? Because Who knows? we don't. This show isn't up to us. It's up to what the Egypts of the world are up yeah. to. Yeah, and if the paranormal Egypts rise up and want to be a part of this, well. Show yourself now, ghosts. Reveal yourselves. Yes. Oh, not right now. That'd be spooky. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be awesome. <laughs> if I could just had eight ghosts show up on the podcast, we'd, we'd certainly up the listenership. <laughs> Sadly, they can't hit the like button. No. Oh. No. Yeah, we're very popular in the ghost world. It just doesn't show up on any sort of instrument. 
in many ways, good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what we think. Yeah. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Yeah, the living are overrated. (laughs) Thank you very much, and we will see you next week. We shall. The ghost episode. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. This has been another episode that's been produced by. Pod People Productions. Pod People Productions. Pod People Productions. Productions. My name's Andrew Maxwell. And my name is Glenn George.